ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Oki Podcast. I hate that intro. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Oki Podcast. And on today's episode, I have Brandon Powell. Brandon is the owner-operator of Brandon Powell Basketball, and he's also the founder of Save the One Foundation. So what's going on, Brandon? Oh, not a lot, man. Trying to stay out this heat. I know. I know. It's it's hot over here, and the flies don't fucking help. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty sticky out here, man. Yeah. Yeah, we're on location right now. Uh, we're inside the uh, Morrison Event Center. <laughs> So it's it's pretty creepy. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, it's it's uh it's a nice little place, you know. It's on you know, Brandon has a uh basketball camp going on in it, <clears throat> going on right now here in Morrison. And then also a 3 on 3 tournament. And so and I did a little bit of filming for him yesterday, so I'm going to push out some content soon. And uh yeah, that's what we're doing here, so yeah. So what's been going on, bro? Uh, not a lot, honestly. I mean, we're just getting ready to uh, um, get back on schedule with our fall basketball camps. Um, we had about 32 locations set up um, summer of 2020, but then COVID hit. COVID mm-hmm. hit, and it just it took everything out. So we're we're getting back on schedule. We got about I'd say about 10, 12 locations throughout uh, throughout the U.S. Mainly New Mexico. Um, we're we're going to be working with a lot of the pueblos. Uh, since they're just now opening up, but then we're we're going to expand back out. We we started from California, New York, Florida. Uh, we actually had plans for this past summer to be uh, Canada, Alaska, even even touch down Hawaii. Um, but yeah, COVID man, COVID Damn. messed everything up. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it's happened for a reason. <laughs> There's a lot of weird things that happen. So, but it'll pick up. It for will sure. pick up. Yeah. So, Brandon, for the listeners, <clears throat> could you tell us? Well, I know you. Like, I've, <laughs> I know you, but like, you were younger than me. You are younger than me, not where. <laughs> you are younger than me. So, you know, I knew you when you're, uh, damn, I only, when did you graduate? 2012. First, 2012. Yeah. I graduated in 06. So, you were uh, a kid when I was a man no no, but uh yeah damn dude that's fucking crazy so six years yeah wow so i'd never grew up with you i never like hung out with you because we were as age difference right right and so i mean but it's pretty cool we're connected now you know like for sure so but yeah for the listeners though and probably me you know tell us where where you're from uh where you grew up, what was growing up like, um, and then what kind of just led into all of these things you're doing now with the camps, with the attorneys, with the foundation, and we'll just talk about it all, man, just get the word out and everything. Right. Yeah, man. So um, I was born and born in Stillwater. Um, you know, we, we kind of jumped around for the first couple of years of my life, even, even lived here in Morrison for about a year or so, and I uh, spent the first couple years of elementary school in Pawnee, and um, yeah, it was it was pretty simple. I mean, it wasn't really too much to it. Uh, Stillwater, when we moved to Stillwater, was kind of a culture shock for me. Um, you know, my family we we weren't rich by no means. We didn't we we didn't have 
everything there was, especially with a lot of people in Stillwater. There's, there's some rich folk in Stillwater, but uh, and, you know we didn't we weren't poor either. You know we were just we were basic middle class, and um, honestly that shaped a lot of who I am today just by um, seeing what other people had. You know, and, and not necessarily being envious because I had everything that that we needed. I you know my family was together, and uh, a lot of my friends didn't have that. They didn't have a uh, mom and dad at home, and I did. I was fortunate, and so. Um, yeah, Stillwater was pretty good for me. I was there until uh, I think from first grade to eighth grade, and then we decided to move back home, uh, back to Pawnee. Uh, my older brother was going to be a senior, and so I was coming in as a freshman, and uh, we we decided to move back. We felt that was the best best move for us uh, long term. Um, school system was going to be a little bit different, but uh, just being able to play sports, even just one year with my brother, it was going to be going to be pretty cool. So. Yeah, we moved back to Pawnee, and again, culture shock, man. You know, growing up, uh, <laughs> growing up in Stillwater, I was one of probably five Indian kids in the whole school district, and and you know, I mean, coming back to Pawnee is nothing but you know Indian kids and country kids. So yeah. uh, coming back, it was definitely a culture shock. It was different for me, and just uh, even the, the the different terms that they use and lingos and. Um, it was cool though, you know. I got to got to play basketball with my, or football and basketball with my older brother, and we were fortunate enough to win a state championship in basketball that year. I, I didn't get much playing time. I was a freshman. I was 110 pounds, soaking wet, and so I wasn't I wasn't good enough to be on the court. But uh, yeah, man, you know, I, it, Pawnee was pretty cool. I'll, I'll, I'll give it its due, you know. I, I, all my friends that I that I grew up with, man, we. We grew up together in a lot of ways, you know, not just not just being around each other every day, but, you know, we are ups and downs and highs and lows, man, you know, like winning state championships and, you know, just little stuff like, you know, breakups at the time, you know, those were big for us. And so um, just things like that, man, we, we celebrated each other and we, we were there for, you know, like I said, ups and downs. But, um, man, Pawnee and Stillwater, those two places shaped me. They shaped me uh, in a lot of ways. And um, I started coaching, actually getting into coaching when I was uh, 10th grade. Yeah, I was a sophomore when I started coaching. I wanted to help out with my uh, my dad's football team. And my, my younger brother, Cameron, was playing on the team. And uh, I started helping out there. I, I, I played wide receiver and, and uh, corner in high school and so everything that I was learning I was wanting to teach those kids and for some reason man it just clicked and from that point on I just I stuck with it ran with it I got opportunities to do uh, coaching camps uh, with, with uh, coach Page from Pawnee um, he, he let me come in and help him coach with his uh, his youth basketball camps during the summer and so I, I really thought that was pretty cool man and then I decided to run with that once I got to college I I played college ball at uh, Randall University in Oklahoma City, and uh, when I was playing there, I thought, man, you know what? I I think I could use this to give back. A lot of Indian kids out there that need a uh, need a role model, see that they can get off the res, they can get out of the situation that they're in. You know, whether they you know live actually on the res or they're just another Indian kid in a big city. You know, both are equally tough, and so. Um, I figured I could give back, and, and that's what I decided to do. Uh, in 2013, I started running my basketball camps during the summer and started making that a, a passion of mine. And uh, just be, just being able to, to give back to kids and, and 
going out, seeing different reservations, man, it, it's cool. It's really cool, man, seeing different people's lifestyles and how they live, how they operate day to day, man, it's really cool. I, you know, these are my people all across the U.S. and getting to see them and hang out with them and teach their kids, you know. And uh, um, the main thing for the basketball camps for me wasn't just being a basketball player, wasn't just teaching kids about basketball. It was more that was like 20% of what we do. And still to this day, 20% what we do. Um, our main goal is to, to get the kids get to kids and use basketball more or less as a uh, as a vessel to get to them to keep them engaged you know we discuss things like like mental health issues uh, drug and alcohol prevention suicide prevention man I, I've got I've, I've lost so many family members to drug and alcohol lost so many friends and family to suicide over the years and it's uh you know it, it, it's hit close to home you know and it's something that uh that I want to try to prevent because I don't feel uh, any family should have to go through that. Um, and, you know, as you know, in, in Indian country, you know, we we have people that, that struggle. They struggle with, with drugs and alcohol and substance abuse and whatnot. Um, a lot of people struggle with gambling, and, and it doesn't just affect them, it affects their families. And so that's something that we want to try to put an end to, um, you know, one one kid at a time. We might not change the whole world but we may change one kid's life and if it's changing one kid's life and puts an end to that cycle then we've done our job you know and uh we we try to do our best i know that we're not always going to be well received in some communities um given that we are uh faith-based I, I myself i'm a devout christian you know i try to be my best i i struggle i, I have my own struggles in life i you know, I, I sin every day. I'm no better than anybody. You know, I, I, I curse. I get jealous. I'm just that kind of guy, you know. <laughs> I'm not any better than anybody else. But, you know, I I, I try to do what I can. You know, I, I know I'm not perfect and I don't try to be. Um, but just for those kids that are out there, you know, we try to we try to help them in any way we can. We've sent kids to, uh, you know, different camps, you know, if, even if it's not ours. Because I know not, not every kid's going to be interested in basketball. Not every kid's going to be interested in sports. They might be some really good artists out there or kids that are interested in, in math and science space camp type of stuff so we want to try to you know send them there even if they don't attend our stuff you know we want to try to give kids an opportunity uh even opportunities that i didn't have growing up and so um yeah we started that back in 2000 2012 2013 when we really started picking up um i myself i uh, at one point, I, I wasn't comfortable enough to to really share this, but um, I, I think it's important to to get it out there. You know, while we have a platform to do so, um, it was 2014. Man, I was I was in a pretty rough spot um, mentally, uh, just just the stress of of college and and sports, being a collegiate athlete, and uh, you know having to have a full time job keep up with grades I was fortunate enough I was a 4.0 student in college so I mean I, I did what I needed to but um, I had a few instances where I had mental mental breakdowns man and uh, uh, late March of 2014 I had attempted suicide um, it was something that I, I just felt I didn't have a way out you know I felt there was so much pressure on me just as uh, just as just as a human you know, there was just so much weighing on me, and I didn't have that outlet. You know, given that I was a, a college athlete, I was expected to be at a to perform at a certain level. You know, on and off the court, and be this person that, um, 
that I had to be, you know, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And especially going to a private Christian school, man, it was, it was tough. Cause it's, I hate to say that it's frowned upon, but it's like, you know, I, I didn't really have those, those avenues to express myself outside of, you know, just showing up to class, showing up to, to the gym. And for some people that works, but a lot of people, it, it doesn't. And so going through what I went through, I was fortunate enough to, um, come out of that. You know, I was, I was a prescription overdose mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I just, I, and, and to be quite honest, it, it wasn't, I, it wasn't really intentional, but at the same time it was, if that makes sense. I mean, I, I knew what I was doing, but I was like, you know what, if it happens, it happens. You know, if I go, I go, if not, then I'll wake up and we'll get back at it tomorrow. And, uh, you know, my, had a roommate that found me and, um, you know, we, we took it one step at a time after that. Um, after that, I, I, I gave my life to Christ after I came out of that. You know, that was a really uh, important building block for me personally uh, to come out of that, man. You know, just to change my lifestyle and how I viewed the world, how I looked at things. Um, and, and, and just recognizing that, you know, that there's other people that out there, um, you know, they're, they're, in, they're in tougher situations than I am, you know, that I, I should be grateful for where I'm at in life and who I am. Um, you know, and, and just thinking back that I, all my ancestors, man, all the people that, that had to go through what they went through for me to be here, you know, and, and to give up on them, to give up on them and on all the people that had paved the way for me, man, that, that's, it was, uh, almost disrespectful in my eyes, you know, to, to be able to be in the position that I was in and yet, not take advantage of it, man. And I think that's a, what a lot of kids go through these days, that they, they don't understand that the platform that they have, they don't understand um, what people had to go through for them. But at the same time, you know, they, 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 they have weak moments, man. They have times where they're, they're mentally not all there and they need somebody to talk to. They need just somebody that would have listened because for me personally, that, that's me. You know, for the listeners out there, man, if, if, if you're going through something, man, just, just reach out reach out you know i you know my my instagram handle and stuff will be at the end you know i'm i'm not a licensed professional by no means but i've been through it you know and i know a lot of people out there uh, are going through it right now man and, and you know just the message quick message that i while i have the moment um you know you're you're wanted most importantly you know that, that your life does mean something uh, above all else, man, you know, just, just keep pushing because it will get better. You know, life's not meant to be, um, you know, dragging through the mud all the time. You know, you're going to come out of it and it's going to be, it's going to be worth it in the end, man. It's going to shape who you are because you're going to a different place, man. You're, you're, you're elevating and, and it's not always pretty, you know, and that's the, that's the thing that I learned throughout the years is that, um, usually right before I break through and, and get to something better, I have to, you know, go through the mud. I have to, I have to get, you know, down and dirty with it, man, to, to come out on the other end where I want to be in life. And, uh, yeah, man, I mean, that was the basis for the camps. You know, I had a platform playing college ball. Yeah, I was pretty good at it, I guess. <laughs> I had plenty of opportunities to, you know, to go play uh, go play overseas and whatnot, I, but I was too afraid to take them. You know, that's another thing that I look back and sometimes regret that, you know, maybe I should have took those opportunities, but then again, man, I, I wouldn't be where I'm at today um, if I if I would have taken those, man. I've got a, a wonderful, loving wife, and I've got a son at home, man, and I, I couldn't be any happier, 
You know, I, I'm I'm happy with what I've got. I'm content, man. I I'm taken care of. My family's healthy. You know, and I just I I I love life most importantly, man. And uh, yeah, so like I said, going back to you know, Pawnee and Stillwater, man. A lot of that really shaped me who I was because, um, as I had alluded to before, I my parents didn't have everything. You know, they they didn't have all the the glitz and glamour that a lot of Stillwater and a lot of the bigger cities had and that that, kind of got to me at an early age because I wanted that you know I wasn't poor by no means but I I I wanted what those kids had every kid would want that every kid would want the you know the the new Game Boy or the new PlayStation or or whatever have you whatever kids are into nowadays I don't even know what they're into but (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah man I, I I wanted things like that but that that created a work ethic in me uh, from a young age that I, I had to go and get it. There wasn't anybody going to hand me anything, especially being Indian. Um, it's still kind of a funny world that we live in that that's still prevalent, you know. Uh, um, that racism is still there, you know, and maybe not so not so forward. But you, I mean, you kind of you kind of know when someone's giving you those looks or they're not giving you the same opportunity that they're giving that other person, you know, and so. You know, going through that, like I said, we had like five Indian kids in the whole school district, and I was one of them, you know, and me and my brother were actually two of them probably. So we, <laughs> at, the, at, the school, at the Indian school district, was in one household. And so, um, and then living in small country towns, man, you, you know how that goes. It's, you can either have a really good experience or a really bad experience. And I was fortunate enough to have a really pleasant experience. I guess it wasn't too bad, uh, but... Yeah, man. I, I like I said, everything that I went through shaped me to be who I am today, and and everything I'm going through now shaping who I'm going to be tomorrow. And so, uh, you know, with, with my business and everything, we we try to do the best that we can with with what we've got. Um, some camps we may have 150 kids. Some camps we may have five kids. You know, that's not uh, the most important thing to us. We like I said, we want to change one kid's life at a time, um, and all we need is one kid to show up. Um, I know there's there's kids out there right now that wish they could show up to something that we put out, and you know we we try to get out there. You know, so if there anybody listening out there needs a camp, <laughs> for real, let let us know, man. Yeah. You know, we're we we travel all over the place. You know, we this is what we do. This is what I do for a living. This is my passion. This is my my hobby. Whatever you want to call it, man. I I thoroughly enjoy doing this. And and as the old saying goes, if you love what you do, you'll never have to work a day in your life and so that's the way I view it you know I I don't I don't wake up and quote unquote go to work you know I I get to wake up and do what I love every day and and so making a career out of this is just you know it's awesome you know I I went down a path um you know where where alcohol was kind of the way to go um the prescription drugs was the way to go for me and seeing where I'm, I'm at today, man, it's a, it's a full 180. You know, I, I'm I'm glad to I, I hate to say glad I, I got to experience those because um, no one's really ever glad to experience that stuff. But looking back in hindsight, you know, I'm 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 fortunate that I got to go through those things and come out the other end because now I can relate to people. I can relate to those that are going through it, and I can help them, uh, even if it's just get out of uh, just one tough spot in their life. You know that. For me, I was fortunate to get out of that tough spot in my life. And, um, you know, I got a lot of friends and family that support me. I got a good support system at home. Um, You know, that's what keeps me going every day, man. So, 
fortunate to to do that and, and to be on the podcast, man. It's really, really cool. You know, I, I I grew up knowing you, but in the past couple of years, you know, we really got to connect and man, it's really cool that you're doing this and, and giving people a platform like me who who otherwise may never have that opportunity to get out there like this. And so it's really dope, man. Yeah. Yeah, man, I wanna give everybody a like this is y'all's platform. Yeah. Like, I mean like <laughs> This is my thing, but it's it's y'all's platform. Like, I want people to know who you are, who everybody I bring on is. Like, like I just want to be of service to people and just get the word out about everything, man. Mm-hmm. And then, but going back to your um, prescription drug, I went through that, too, mm-hmm. where I did some of my groin. I think I, I may have strained it or something or tore it, but um, I remember I stopped smoking weed before that. Around here, like I'd, I'd smoke every now and again, but not, not like when I got to college. Like, <laughs> like when I got to college, man, I was like bombed out all the time, drinking all the time, and then I kind of like slowed down a little bit. Like maybe, when was this? Maybe like two years, two years while being in school. Like I kind of started slowing down because I don't know. I kind of just thought like, like I don't know. I just kind of thought like. Like, I'm here, you know, maybe I should settle down a little bit and start focusing on, like, maybe what I should do after here, you mm-hmm. know, school. And it kind of freaked me. That freaked me out, too, because it was coming to an end where, you know, I was possibly going to start doing my graduating, uh, my classes, my senior classes and right. all that shit. So that kind of freaked me out. And then at the time I was uh, going through this thing with this girl and... You know, it was, it was, you know, and it was like a lot of stress and stuff going on that, you know, I just never talked to anybody about. So right. I remember I tore my groin and I went to the IHS and then I got, uh, what'd they give me? I think they gave me Percocets, I think, Percocets or Hydros <laughs> or something like that. But maybe it was Oxycontin. It was one of those, man. It was powerful. Dang. So I never had those before. Like I never fucked with them. And then, man, I remember I took... Well, that doctor's like, take one, take two if you need to. Man, my shit was hurting, though. He was like, if it's really hurting, which you sound like it is, take two. And I remember I took two, and, man, I got high as shit. So, like, after that, I was like, damn, like, I don't need weed. You know, I don't need, like, fucking right. alcohol, you know. But I was still, like, drinking at the time a little bit, but not as much as I when I first got there. But I remember, like, um, man, I took all those pills, and a matter of like a few weeks man i was getting high as fuck and then um i was like damn i need some more so bro i went to ihs and they gave me more and i was like man i'm just in so much pain you know i was lying you know i was right. fucking being a scumbag but <laughs> i was fucking lying my ass off and i was like, man i'm really hurting i was like limping around but it was getting better it was getting better you know i was getting better and feeling better but i just lied my ass off and i got some more so he gave me more and then I was like, damn, I was like, this is it, though. Like, I'm not going to ask for more, you know, because I knew they would be like, well, this guy's, like, addicted, getting addicted. Right. So I was like, this is it. Damn. And then I remember I was taking them, and then this one weekend this party was going to happen, and, you know, it was just all the things building up in my head, you know, this problem with this girl, and then, like, what I was going to do after college, and then, like, just, I don't know, it was just, a scary time you know and and keeping it all inside it's like it sucks man mm-hmm. because you don't have anybody to talk to you just kind of i talk to myself sometimes but it doesn't help you know right. like 
like, what should I do? You know, shit like that. So, you know, we're young, though. We're growing up, going through shit. You know, you got to go through life. You got to, you know, but just know, yeah, like you said, like, reach out. You know, if you're going through shit, hit me up, hit Brandon up. But at that time, man, I felt like, man, I can't talk to my parents. I can't talk to anybody, like my brother or nobody, like, because I don't want to be, like, judged or just fucking, like, well, getting fucking scalded yelled at you know like well why the fuck are you doing this like what are you stupid and just you know just being talked down to right so there's this party and man like i don't know i i know what you're talking about when it's not intentional but it was Mm -hmm. so i was so stupid i had those 800 milligrams of uh, ibuprofen Mm -hmm. i had those too and so man i took like I took four of those and I took four or five perks. And uh like I, I fucking knew I I was like like you man, I was like, damn, like well if I make it out of this, you know, like fuck it. If I don't then fuck it, you know, like right. I, I knew in my head like I didn't wanna do it, but I did. Right. You know, it was it was it's a weird thing to try to mm-hmm. like try to explain. But I I know what you're talking about, you know, it was intentional but it wasn't. And then I remember I went to my we went to our uh my buddy's room and I remember sitting in the chair, and man, I just started sweating, like just pouring sweat. And then uh, it wasn't even like twenty minutes later, like I just started pouring sweat. And then my buddy was like, "You okay, bro?" And I was like, "Yeah, man." I was like, "I don't know. I feel weird." And we're gonna go to a party, so I was gonna drink too with right. that in my system. Man. And so I was sitting there sweating, and then I just. I don't know, man. I got, I stood up and I got real lightheaded and dizzy. And, uh, I was like, man, I think I'm gonna stay here. So we're in my friend Rob's room and we're all planning the night, you know, mm-hmm. what we're going to do. And I stood up and I got dizzy and I was like, man, I was like, I think I'll kick it here. And then two, two of my friends stayed behind. I think they just didn't want to go or something. And I laid in my friend Rob's bed and I was like, I remember telling them, I was like, man, I was kind of freaking out and I was like, man, don't make me fall. Don't let me fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay. But they didn't know like what I did. Like I just played it off. Like I was sick or something. Right. And like before I knew it, man, I was out. Like I was asleep. And I remember like this dream I had, it was like a, I still remember this dream. It was a weird dream. So like I was in this dark ass, like fucking place, like this dark room or some shit. And then like, there was like this little bitty, like red, like, exit like that exit sign right there mm-hmm. like it looked like that but it was like the only thing that was in that room and i was like so far away from it and then like i was walking towards it and it kept it felt like it was getting further away but like when i was walking towards it like all these like voices were like in my head like whispers like i can't i, I don't know what they were saying but they were like whispers and i was like freaking out in my head and i was like what the fuck and then uh anyways I don't remember much after that, and I woke up, and man, that bed was soaked with sweat. <laughs> and uh, I remember, like, I got up and I felt better, and then I looked around, and they were like still there, and I was like, "Man, I told you guys not to let me fall asleep," and they're like, <laughs> "We didn't know," and then they're like, "You're like shaking, like, like getting like like a seizure in your sleep or something," and I was like, "For real?" And they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna go like call the RA to like check on you," but then you stopped, and then you just like you're still breathing but like you're like just you stop shaking 
And I was That's like, good. holy shit. And I was like, what the fuck? And I was telling them about that dream. And they were like, and I told them what I did. And they were like, man, I was like, they were like, man, it's fucking stupid. Like, why'd you do that? And I was like, I don't know. I was like, I just wanted to party. That's all I said. <laughs> like, I didn't say like the truth Dang, of it. I just right, said I wanted to right. party. But that was like the actual truth of it. So, and then and I sweated all that out. And then anyways, like Robin him came back to the room and damn, man, I was out for like, let's see. Maybe like four hours I was asleep. I was in that for four hours. And then they came back. Everybody came back. And fucking Rob came in his room. And his bed was soaked <laughs> with sweat. He's like, damn, what'd you do? Pee in my bed or something like that? I was like, no. I was like, it's all sweat. Like, and I told him. And he's like, damn. He's like, that's fucking crazy. And I was like, yeah. And so that was pretty uh, That was pretty intense. So after that, man, I just, I think I flushed those pills. Or I, I, I didn't give them to nobody. I just threw them away or mm. flushed them or some shit like that. I just got rid of them. And then like you, man, I was like, that was fucking stupid. Like, why the fuck did I do that? Right. And then, yeah, I just never, never did that again. Yeah. I just got rid of them. So now like with pain, I just take what store bought ibuprofen or some shit like that. Mm. Yeah. I don't even fuck with like painkillers. Like, cause it was so like I, when I was growing up, I was like, I'll never get addicted to pills somehow. Right. You know, and then when you actually do it, it's like, holy shit. Like, that was easy. Yeah, how easy it was, <laughs> right? It's so fucking easy how I just got them, started taking them, and then got high, love that high, and then it's just like you chase it. And it's like, well, I don't know if it was like that for you. Did you love the, did you like the high of it? Yeah, it was, um, yeah, it took a lot off the top for me, man. And, and, and it got to the point where, yeah, it was like, you know, dealing with stress and everything, just that little bit of a buzz that you can get off of that. It was mm -hmm. like, fuck, I'd rather feel that than feel what I'm feeling on a day-to-day -day basis when I'm you know, sitting in class or I'm at practice or whatever, man. I'd just rather go home and kick it and just and do that, you know. So, I, I yeah, I, I know a lot of people go through that kind of shit, man, when it's just like, you know, I'd rather feel this than feel what i'm feeling and and a, a lot of people they think that's okay you know and, and with the reality of it is man it's not you know there, there's better ways to go about what you're doing um you know you can get you can get help man and and i think nowadays we need to we need to remove the stigma of of getting help you know when you're going through things especially you know mental health crises man that uh, you know, a lot of people used to look down on it like, oh, thinking that you're weak or that you're yeah. you're just not mentally tough or you need to get over it and uh, be grateful what you have or whatever, man. You know, fuck all that. Excuse my language. Fuck all that. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, we need to we need to get past that. I mean, there's a lot of people that have died because of that, because yeah. of that, that thinking that they can't get help or that they're. Uh, gonna look down and be looked down upon or, or judged you know and that was the one thing um after after i had left the hospital and got to go home and i was just sitting there man um my parents had actually called me and said hey you know we're gonna come down tomorrow we're gonna take you to dinner or something and you know i i i kept that in for for about a year and a half i i, I never they they didn't have a clue you know, just because again, um, and I, and I knew better. I knew my parents weren't going to judge me because of it. I knew they weren't going to scold me. Now, now they might've been upset about it because of, you know, why didn't you come talk to me or something? But it was one of those things where it's like, well, how do I, how do I talk to you about something like that? And it not seem so, you know, minute in the moment yeah. that, oh, I'm just, 
you know, school and I, I'm just having a tough time at practice. You know, my girlfriend's acting a fool. You know, we're about to break up. You know, how do you how do you relay that and not let it seem, you know, so minute in the moment? How do you know, let it seem so minuscule? You know, and it's like it's just some people would say, oh, that's not a big deal. Here's what I'm going through. I'm, you know, I've got this. I've got that. I got you know, my left leg blown off. And you know, no offense to anybody with their legs blown off, but it's. You know things like, oh, I've, I'm I'm in a much worse situation than you are. You don't have any right to go to yeah. say that I'm going through this or I'm, you know, I'm depressed or whatever. And um, you know that's, that's not something that I I really hold um, like a badge of honor, saying that yeah, I'm clinically depressed and have anxiety. It's not something I know some people like. Oh yeah, that's what I have. This is what I'm going through, and kind of use that as a as a crutch for a lot of things. Not me, man. I just I'd rather not. You know talk about that and say that I have it I go through things sometimes I have my episodes where I get super fucking anxious man and just like for no reason it just it just comes in waves and it's um you know something me and my wife we've we've definitely talked a lot about and we have a game plan for when we go through things like that um she's in the same boat you know she's she's had things in her life that that um that she's done you know, and, and she's a strong woman, man. You know, that like, when I talk about a strong support system, man, she's as strong as it gets. You know, I owe so much to her. She changed my life uh, from the moment I met her, you know. So having that support system, you know, goes a long way, you know, and then having professionals that, that get paid to do what they're doing, you know, being able to speak to people like that, um, man, take advantage of it. You know, there's people out there for a reason that, that, that do that. You know, it's no different than going to see a personal trainer. You know, yeah. if you're looking to get in shape and you want to get in shape quick, you go to a personal trainer, right? And it's the same thing with, with your mental health, man. You know, go go see somebody. You know, that's that's the biggest thing is you, you can fight this. You can get through this, you know, but you, I don't expect anybody to have all the answers, especially if you're going through it. You're not going to have the answers to what you're going through because if you did, you wouldn't be going through that. Yeah. So, you know, go go get the help. You know, that's, that's the biggest thing I can say. Just go get the help. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's tough, like, trying to tell, like, your parents, like, how would I bring this up in a way, you know, and they ask, you know, maybe, well, why? And then, yeah, you start spewing, like, your, oh, it's my girl, it's my school, it's stress, it's this and that. But it, And then I get that, you know, it's like, you make it, like, it just sounds like you're, like, this is that old way of thinking where you're, your old self says you're just whining around right like you're just crying around about how this this is possibly hard and you can't deal with it so suck it up buttercup you know all that old shit they say or whatever right. you know but yeah like fuck all that you know and then but you know, i was always fortunate enough to well you know uh, you start to not give a shit about like like i don't care like um like i i, I say shit on here like drinking like all the shit i've done you know now this you know because i've kind of spoken on this but i haven't talked about it like that you know and mm -hmm. before you know growing up like when i was younger i probably been like no like i don't want no one to know any of that <laughs> you know because i don't right. want people to judge me i don't want people to look at me different or say damn this guy was damn he's drinking all the time he's up there in new mexico just partying mm -hmm. and you know almost died now because of pills or whatever but it's like it's like no like you want to have fun you know but you know, we were having fun, but we were just, you know, being responsible. I, at that time, was, yeah, going through shit. And it was stupid of me. You know, it was really dumb of me to fucking do all that. 
you know, but it's growing up now. It's like, you know, I don't care because now, you know, maybe people will hear this and they'll be, they'll say to themselves like, well, you know, I went through that or, you know, Brandon went through that. So, you know, maybe I could take whatever they're, whatever may, may have been going through, you know, and then now I can talk about it right? or something, you know, like I want what this, sh- I want the stupid shit that I did to be like a, a just a blueprint of don't do this. Right. Like, I, like, I want to feel like I did this for you. <laughs> like, I, like I OD'd for you. So. <laughs> Damn, <yeah. laughs> I OD'd for you. I, I used to drink and drive for you. So y'all go fucking live it up. Like it's nothing. It's, <laughs> don't be dumb like me. Like beat people up. You know, <laughs> you know I did jujitsu for y'all. Yeah. So fucking, you know, <laughs> but, Damn, yeah. but yeah, like, you know, and I was like, uh, and it got to a point where I would talk to people, but, and some of them would say shit like that, like, oh, well, you know, that's nothing, you know, but I would go to the next person. Right. But I always, I would always like, I got to the point where I would find a person who would actually listen mm-hmm. and, you know, if they went through the same thing, then yeah, they would know or understand or like, even if they didn't go through the same thing, they would say yo like i'm here like talk like vent like what mm-hmm. like what is it like it's always good to vent like let shit out yep and so yeah like luckily with my wife like she's helped me with that too you know because i would talk like every now and again but me with me and her it's like i always like say what's on my mind how i'm feeling or like just just like i always have someone to talk to you you know same with her like we talk to each other and you know, she's got her friends too. I got my friends. And, you know, we all we all talk. Like it's it's mm-hmm. no it's no like it's no like uh, I don't know like the people I have in my circle and shit. Like it's just like we all listen to each other. We all talk. You know, and you know you're there too. But I mean, it's just like I mean, it's just it's just so simple to just don't think no one's there. Right. Don't think nobody's there. Nobody wants to hear your talking about anything that's what i'm like want people to understand like and that's what i was talking about pretty much everybody they're like reach out you know yeah. if you need to talk like talk like just let it out like don't be afraid to tell me what mm-hmm. happened like what what you did or whatever you know like i don't know if you killed somebody then don't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> that, that might be something you might that might be something you need to talk about with the yeah police officer uh, keep that to yourself because i'm not going to prison <laughs> yeah. for that i'll be like what, what bro, Man, come bro on, i'm bro. deaf i didn't hear what you said <laughs> so i didn't know you went through that man yeah you know not a lot I mean? of people do yeah. man. They, i mean they see they see what they see on the outside you know mm-hmm. i'm you know, i'm, I'm, I'm kind of rough around the edges at times you know i'm i'm I always grew up being a little brash you know, and, and not afraid to speak my mind on things, you know, but, you know, just being a kid, you know, it's kind of an asshole at times and, and kind of arrogant, um, you know, but that was a situation that really humbled me, you know, really set me in my place and let me know that, hey, man, you know, you got to turn it down a couple notches, you know, like it, that this was honestly, it was sent to humble me, you know, mm-hmm. in, in a place where I was in life, you know, I was, you know, doing really well in college college ball you know gaining you know all america honors and and getting recognition and stuff and it was really dope you know i I thought yeah i'm on top of the world you know had a girlfriend 
had a Honda Civic. I mean, it was dope. Yeah. <laughs> my, my Honda Civic was pretty pimp. I'm not gonna lie, but um, yeah, man. I mean, like I said, uh, it, me today is, is so much different than me five years ago, ten years ago, hell, even a year ago. I'm a completely different person. Um, you, you know, me and my wife, we uh, welcomed our baby boy into the world back in April. And even then, that's changed me so much, man. It's given me such a different perspective on life and and who I need to be as a man for my son and for, you know, our future kids, you know, and, and just trying to do things right by people. You know, I know I've done a lot of a lot of things wrong to people. You know, I've treated people badly, um, you know, and, and I'm just trying to move forward and, and, and mend those relationships. You know, even if it's just a simple, hey, you know, I, I apologize. A lot of people, that's tough to say. A lot of people can't say that. And, I, you know, that's the first step to, to getting over a lot of pain. And, and um, first step to healing, you know, is acceptance with a lot of things and, and just saying, hey, I'm sorry for, for what I did or what I didn't do. You know, there's plenty of people that are out there. And, you know, it's um, for me, that was a that was a big step was learning how to do that, learning how to say sorry, not just to other people, but to myself looking in the mirror and saying, you know, I, I apologize for letting you down, you know, just speaking to myself and, and, you know, dusting myself off and, and getting back to it. You know, failure is always going to be a part of life. You're probably going to fail more times than you're going to succeed. Uh, but it just makes those times much more sweeter, you know? And so, um, you know, that's the message I relayed to my brothers, you know, my brothers have, have gone through things and, and gone through a lot of failure in life, but man, they're, they're wonderful young men. Um, you know, I'm proud to, to have brothers like that and have friends that are in that same boat that, are, that were in positions like that, that they failed, 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 and then they find their come up. Man, it's just it's so awesome to see people that do that, and especially, um, you know, my Native people. Man, I don't think it's celebrated enough, you know, and, you know, I, it sucks to say, but us as Native people, man, I see way too much of, of – you know, Indians being jealous of other Indians, man. They don't want to see them succeed. If they're not succeeding, then why do I want them to succeed, you know? And that's just, that's tough, man. I mean, it, it's tough enough to live in this world as we are today. Uh, we shouldn't have to be fighting against one another like that and, and competing against one another like that, man. The only competition that I see in my life anyways is, is the person I was yesterday. And I know it's cliche and it's kind of hallmark card shit but it's you know it's like true i mean i i, I want to be better than i was yesterday because tomorrow i'm gonna to be better than i am today and you know leading back to the, all the mental health stuff man it's just you know you can do it most mm -hmm. importantly you can do this man you, you can wake up tomorrow and be better you just have to make that choice and um you know just that that's a victory in itself is getting out of bed you know and I, I know that being in college and Hell, even even today, even this morning, hard to get out of bed. You know, I got a little basketball camp going, and then no, I, I enjoy doing it, man, because I know those kids that that I had today, man, they're wonderful, they're awesome, bro. They, you know, they they're really receptive and they're really respectful young men and women, and they're gonna go out and do good stuff in this world, man. And that's that's all I can hope for for every kid that I that I talk to, you know, and you know, just to get out there and and travel and see the world. You know, I didn't get to do that as a kid, you know, get out there and go see the world and, you know, try to stay out of jail while I'm doing it. I mean, that's that's the plan, you know, <laughs> get out there and just have fun, man. I'm young, you know, I'm young and I want to still be able to do things. You know, me and my wife, we got all kinds of crazy shit planned and, and you know, for, for my kids and, you know, just to get out there. I, you know, I got, I got family that, 
you know, getting into to acting and, and show business and everything. And, uh, you know, my brother's a, a champion in semi-pro football. Dude's a badass, man. And I got, you know, my my younger brother's going to be – he's probably going to be a millionaire in a couple of years, man. He's got He's got his own business running and getting into investing and – was it Bitcoin, Dogecoin? All that. I don't know the first fucking thing about that. <laughs> I don't. Man, I barely know how to spend my own money as it is, <laughs> let alone trying to get into crypto. But yeah, and then the youngest one, man, he's probably gonna go D one. You know, I know I'm kind of rambling on about about my brothers and stuff, but man, it's just I'm proud of them guys, man. And I'm and I want all the all the other Indian kids around the world to know that they can do the same thing. We're no we're no better. We're no different. You know, we're we're just like you. You know, we're just like you in, in every sense of the word, and you know, go get it done. You know, be the next millionaire, billionaire, world champion, whatever you want to be, man. Go get that shit done because you can do it. Yeah. You know, a lot of people count us out already just from the jump by saying, "Oh, he's Indian. Oh, oh, he must be alcoholic, or he must be." You know, that that was shitty too. I didn't want to live up to that stereotype. That was one I didn't want to do. I didn't want to be that guy or be that Indian, you know, I, I've known plenty of my life, you know, I've had family members that are that Indian, you know, <laughs> I don't want to be that, so, yeah, man, I, I, I just want to do, do good and, uh, you know, be somebody that uh, my kids can look up to and other kids can look up to, you know, and I, I see you and, you know, doing acting and stuff like that, and I, 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 uh, stayed up with you and you was doing jujitsu and stuff, man. I was like, dude, that's badass. I want to do that. I want to, I want to do that. I got in there and got my ass whipped, and I was like, nah, I'm not gonna do this no more, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. It's it's tough. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, many times I got choked out? Uh, yeah, especially like, like for me, it was, it was, uh, well, I was, I don't know, I was, I was out of school and I was like, damn, like I don't know what the fuck to do and. Hit up that gym. I was like, well, Scott does it, so you know, I'll do it. <laughs> Damn, went in there and it, it's 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 crazy, man. Like you have to wanna do it, you know. And then like right. when you get into striking and stuff, I remember I was listening to Joe Rogan's podcast one time, and he was he was talking about uh, MMA fighters, and then I remember this one thing he said, man, and it was like, it was uh, I think I just got maybe a few stripes on my white belt or something. Anyways, he was talking to somebody and he goes, man, if you want to be a MMA fighter, if you want to be an MMA fighter, he's like, you have to want to do it. And you have to put yourself on one side of the cage and you have to look at the other side and look at the other side. And it's Junior Dos Santos because that <laughs> motherfucker wants to fight. He's like, or do you want to fight that motherfucker? Or like, or Anderson Silva or GSP, like those guys, like they want to do that. Yeah. Like you, like you, are you willing to put yourself in that position to fight those guys right. when you get there? Because they don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, right. like they do this like on the daily. He's like, and then he goes, if you want to be a fighter, he's like, you need to ask yourself that. Right. Would you fight Junior Dos Santos? Would you fight GSP? See, this was like a while ago when right. they were on top. Right. And that's when I listened to that. And I was like, holy shit. And then he said, and then there was another one where he was talking about Overeem. Remember when Overeem oh, got dude. on the UFC? Machine. I was, uh, you know, I was like, damn, I was contemplating heavyweight or light heavyweight. <laughs> and I was like, I'd seen Overeem and I was like, Jesus Christ. I was like, he was like, that was Uberim at that time. at that time. Yeah. And then, 
you know, I looked at Brock, you know, but he had no ground game, right. you know, and I knew my Brock was like a white belt, I believe, when I was like training. All this time, I thought he was like a brown belt or some shit. Mm-hmm. Then, like on the internet, it let loose that he was just a white belt, and I was like, I think I could hang with him, you know. But see, that was like a <laughs> stupid mindset from like a professional. Like, yeah, Brock Lesnar like doesn't have really good ground game, but he's still in the world's greatest fighting organization in the fucking world a world champion and he's a champion and then like you know and then now i'm older i'm like jesus christ that was fucking stupid if, if back then i got in a cage with brock he'd fucking kill me right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, scott had me thinking that i was gonna be a 55 champ mind you 155 now my big ass is about 255 <laughs> now so i went from fighting cats like conor mcgregor and or at the time i, I think the time champion was frankie edgar and and fighting guys like fucking like Brock Lesnar now, like shit. Nah, I'm gonna get tore up, bro. I'm, I better just sit this one out, cause <laughs> I I got I got in there a couple times and and um, you know I, I I had a background of doing you know taekwondo and traditional boxing and stuff and uh, getting into certain gyms like this gym that we me and Cameron went to, got in there and I thought you know I, I know a little something something. Let me show him what I got. And, Nope, this dude knew more than me, but didn't show, you know, didn't put off that he knew more than me. And, you know, I guess that's the, the sweet thing about martial arts is that, man, people are pretty humble and pretty respectful. Yeah. But when it's time to go, it's time to go. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I got my ass handed to me. So. Yeah. You don't meet a lot of assholes in MMA or right. anything like that. I thought, I remember when I got my ass handed to me, like my first week of jiu-jitsu, it was just jujitsu. I mean, jujitsu is tough, but like when you go in there and like you're like, oh man, like I'm pretty strong, you know. I I used to do this. I used to do that, and none of that fucking matters, man. <laughs> you go in there and it's like, man, I got I got tossed around. I got choked out. I got Pretzel. put arm bars. I got man, I got my ass kicked. And I remember I was just after that, I was like, dude, I think I'm gonna quit. Got put in a camel think clutch I'll, one time. Thank all in this free trial early. <laughs> And then like everybody was like really supportive though. They were really cool. They were like, Man, just keep coming back. Like you're gonna be you're gonna be our heavyweight, you know, with Miguel and uh who else was there at the time? I think Jason. But yeah, it was just a lot of there's like four heavyweights there and I was the fifth one and they're like, Yeah, keep coming back, like we need you here. Right. And that was pretty cool. I was like, Okay, like yeah. I don't know how much help I'm gonna be, oh, but right. I guess I'm just your dummy, I guess. But, but then you start learning yeah. things, man. But yeah, then as time, like a short amount of time, as much time as I put in the gym, like I just started getting better. And I remember my friend, uh, my friend came out there because I was telling him about it, and he was asking me. He was like, "He's like, man, do you think I should go over there and train?" And I was like, "Bro," I was like, "Come on." And then I remember he came out there, and he was the same way I was, just getting worked, getting worked, and everything. And he you know he watched a lot of UFC. Mm-hmm. And he was like, man, I don't know if I should come back. I was like, bro, just keep coming back. But it was pretty cool to see him start out like that and then just start getting better and better. Right. He had some stuff go on, so he couldn't come back anymore. But from that time he was there, you know, I was watching him, and he was getting smooth, and, like, it was just clicking with him. And, I mean, anybody can do it. Right. You know, it, it, but it just, when I say, do you want to fight, who's big now? Adesanya. Right. Do you want to do you want to fight him? Can you do you think you can fight him? If you can, then fucking go for it. But if you like, if you go in there and you get punched and it's it does suck. It does. It man. fucking sucks. It hurts. Getting kicked, punched, whatever. Like, 
if you want to do it, man, just fucking keep doing it. Right. Just keep going for it. Like, I found out it just, I kept getting injured. <laughs> man, I, I'm so injury prone. And I just, I was like, either I need to keep going with it or I'm just going to end up being broken when mm-hmm. I'm older. Right now, man, I'm feeling it all. <laughs> Telling me I'm I'm 27 and I've every leg injury you could possibly imagine, man. I'm, I I'm still I'm that. I'm still I'm still going through uh um I man, I rolled my ankle like oh, a couple weeks don't ago. Don't even talk to me about rolling ankles, man. <laughs> <laughs> rolled ankles, man. Those are my that's like my kryptonite. I'll just be walking and and just yep. if it's just mm-hmm. even just a little bit uneven, man. Yeah, there goes my shit. And so yeah, I'm still I'm still recovering from that. I'm not, you know. I I thought this would be like a week long thing, dude. It's turned into like damn near a month thing, just because from the original time I rolled it, and then just barely tweaking it or just turning funny and you know <laughs> fucking rolling my ankle. I was like, damn, dude, I can't keep this shit together, man. Like, never mind trying to go back and play ball and do stuff like that. I can't even walk around the house uh. right without, <laughs> without rolling my ankle and so. Yeah, man. No, I I know exactly what you mean about the jujitsu thing. I went in there like for the longest time. I don't know. I don't know why. I know as a kid, I thought like jujitsu was like Ric Flair fucking yeah, figure exactly. four leg locks and walls yeah. of Jericho and shit. And, uh, <laughs> no, no, there wasn't. There wasn't no walls of Jericho going. I'll tell you that. Bro, so. <laughs> bro, when I was a kid, we did PB wrestling, right? So that was around the time when WCW and WWF was the shit. NWO. So we all joined. There was like fifty kids. <laughs> that signed up for wrestling <laughs> so we all got in that wrestling gym or that wrestling room and we're all like jumping around on the mats like throwing each other like there are ropes mm-hmm. like pretending to be wrestling and shit and then i remember uh coach got in there and he goes all right everybody line up then we started doing like the uh um the takedowns like the like there's wrestling like warm-ups right and i was like okay well we must do all the stuff on tv after all this right but they just showed us like you know the fundamentals of wrestling and then everybody just quit because <laughs> it no wasn't rock bottom yeah it wasn't no power bomb jackknife power bomb tombstones we were, nothing everybody just started quitting one by one and i think i i think i stayed till like kind of the very end and i think i quit too that shit sucks <laughs> i said Thought for sure I was gonna at least meet Ric Flair one time. I was gonna do the sharpshooter on someone, frog splash or something. Just did the chicken wing. Fuck no, I know I was getting fireman carried. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't eat that guy seen on TV. I remember it was something. It was kind of off topic. Or I guess same topic. I guess we. uh, I was in middle school and. I remember they told us, I was like, yeah, man, if you sign up for band, you know, at the end of the year, they're going to take you to Frontier City and take you, that might even go to Disney World. And I was like, oh, shit, you know. And and so, but they didn't tell you, (laughs) they didn't tell you that you had to fucking, you had to be at like all the after school practices, not to mention the in, you know. You know, second hour band or whatever, the after school practices, all the performances, you had to be like, was it? I don't know what they held it, like second and first chair or some bullshit like that. What? You had to do all that to even qualify. And then they they took like kids from other cities too, so Oklahoma City and Tulsa and stuff. They didn't tell you none of that. Wow. I found out on day one when I showed up and there was like, yeah, you're gonna <laughs> you get to pick which instrument you want. And I remember like <laughs> my buddies, you know, the real big football players, you know, they're you know the cool guys in school, you know. They, 
they don't do anything, you know, that's not cool. You know, this is middle school we're talking about. And they had to, they come out with a flute. <laughs> they walked out of, they walked out of school that day with a flute. And I was like, I don't know how to fucking play this thing. And I think one of them actually wound up, uh, wound up pawning that flute. And <laughs> his dad pawned his flute. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I remember that's just one of those deals was like, fuck man, I wish you would have told me all that beforehand, you know, like. I thought for sure it was going to Frontier City. Because as a kid, I never went to Frontier City. I always drove by and stuff. But yeah. I was like, this is my chance. You know, this is my chance. Fuck no, they didn't tell me I had to do all that. And I was like, no, nah, I'm going to just stick to PE. And <laughs> yeah, they came back to PE, I think, two days later. But <laughs> okay, after that flute got pawned, yeah, then he couldn't go back. So he might as well come back. And But yeah, man. <laughs> Fucking dumb, man. Damn it. <laughs> Yeah, I remember everybody joined band in my sixth grade class. Everybody joined. I don't know for some reason everybody wanted to join band. Like mm-hmm. for some, there wasn't anything like that though for Disney or whatever. And then Frontier City, there wasn't anything like that. And then uh, everybody just joined band, and I was like, "Well, if everybody's joining, I guess I'll do it too." Yeah. You know, jump off a cliff and I'll do it. Yeah, it so be. joined band, had the trumpet. Everybody started dropping out and going <laughs> to uh, so uh, what was it? Uh, Study hall. Study hall, damn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I start going to study hall, so I dropped out too. <laughs> really be down and out to go to study hall. <laughs> damn, yeah. Oh. Fucking whack, though. Oh, shit. I know, man, these these flies. We've got about five flies around us right now. I'm trying to catch them. Miyagi, one of these guys, real quick. Fuck. Go away. <laughs> Damn that. Brandon left a drink over there. They're not even fucking with it. I know. Keep fucking with us. Supposed to be a slush. <laughs> now it's, I don't know what the fuck. They look like a lava lamp now. Damn. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> fuck. I, yeah, I should have brought like a burger or something. Old Pizza. ass burger and put it in the middle of the gym. Piece of bologna. Fuck, yeah. Had them. They'd probably just be over here still. Mm-hmm. Russell would have went and grabbed fuck. it. <laughs> went and grabbed that bologna out there. <laughs> It's not for you. <laughs> Hold on, I need this. <laughs> Let me keep this for a little while. <laughs> oh fuck! No man, it was it. You know, it's uh, like I said, it's cool being on the podcast, man. I, I had a uh, had a binge of when we was leaving from New Mexico. Uh, just listening to everybody come on. There's a lot of cool people, man. A lot of cool people I'd like to connect with, man. Just just hearing everybody on here and their stories, and you know, just seemed like some really cool people. Um, you know, I, I hope I can be one of those cool people. Shit, I want to. <laughs> I want to be cool too. <laughs> you will now. You are. Now I'm cool now. now so now you are on the podcast. <laughs> so yeah, man, dude, this is this is this is pretty dope, man. Just getting to, like I said, getting to talk about things. You know, not a lot of people talk about. Not a lot of people really sit down and and talk about what we talked about today and just mental health and you know old stories about wrestling and stuff, dude. This is dope. You know, this is what I wish we could have done years ago. You know, my friends. You know, and you know, sadly, I've 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 lost a lot of a lot of friends in the past couple of years, man. And uh, you know, just the things that we used to talk about. I mean, my my best friend in college um, shot and killed a couple of years ago, man. And we used to talk about all kinds of stupid shit, bro. We used to talk about getting sponsorships from Whataburger and shout out Whataburger, man. If y'all was listening, yeah. still want that sponsorship, man? They're pretty. But uh, <laughs> we used to talk about all kinds of crazy shit, man. We used to get into all kinds of silly things and, and 
you know, this kind of reminds me of that, you know, just being able to sit down and just talk about stupid shit just right off the top and, and be able to be open about things. And, and now people get to people all over the world are probably going to listen to this and think, man, those guys are fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck does that? Who lives like that? You know? <laughs> yeah. I, I hear that some of the people that come on and, uh, you know, some people got some crazy stories, man, and it's, it's cool to hear, though. You know, cool yeah. to hear that some people go through shit that's similar to what I went through, you know. And, man, I remember living down in Eagle Chief when I was a kid, man, just being rugged as shit, going, you know, people had Christmas lights, those big old bulbs, and just <laughs> grabbing them and smashing them and throwing rocks at people's cars and, fuck, just rugged, you yeah. know, <laughs> just yeah. rough. You know, to us, that was that was kind of like the res, you know I mean? was that, normal yeah yeah that it was yellow normal shit man i know all you know, a lot of my friends even to this day grew up like that so they they know you know they know how it used to be and and shit some of them still act that way some of them still act like breaking bulbs and drinking and fighting and you know let that be them but you know it's good to reminisce on all those crazy stories and shit man i remember there was a time that uh <laughs> that friend i was telling you about when i got when I got killed, he was uh, he was from Oklahoma City. We we played college ball together, and I remember I brought him home for Pawnee Powwow one year, and we uh, <laughs> it just so happened, man, and it's kind of fucked up. And I think about it, but it's kind of fucked up that uh, my dogs died. Mm -hmm. They um, they were uh, at my parents' house, man, and uh, two huskies. You know, we kept them well fed and well nourished and everything, but they they got into something. They, I think they. they was killing turtles and shit for about a week and they must have must have got into something or got bit or something but i walk out there to to feed them you know they used to chill outside and um it wasn't too hot just yet but they uh they i went out there and they they, they weren't even alive no more just in a matter of shit six hours from when i last seen them and they were just doing their thing but i <laughs> i remember my dad told me he was like man we got to go back behind the uh behind your mom's house down the creek and we gotta go bury him you know we can't keep him here because there's gonna be animals coming up and mm -hmm. i'm not gonna take him out to the country we'll just keep him on the land and take him past the creek and uh so where the creek was is right behind the football field and all the campgrounds and stuff you know mm -hmm. my mom lived there off uh, was it uh morris road so right by the uh indian baptist church oh, okay yeah so yeah. it was right across the street from there and so um so i you know i buried my dogs back there but then it it rained like fucking crazy like a week straight man just rained every single day so they wind up washing out of there where we buried them oh. and man it was just a putrid smell so we was walking back there <laughs> we was walking back there and we was telling them these stories it was it was all dark as shit and it was like i told my brother logan i was like hey man let's tell manny let's tell him uh you know, if you smell anything dead or something at night, like especially around powwow time, man, that, uh, you know, it's those little people feasting. It's their feasting time. And <laughs> so we told him that. And we was walking through there, and we had this old, uh, this electric lantern. And I told Logan, I said, cut it off, because we knew where our trail was. He didn't. So it was like, cut it off. And it's like, tell him you smell something. And whenever, he's, whenever you tell he's starting to get a little freaked out, just haul ass, just run back to the house, because we know where we're going. He doesn't. So we cut that lantern off man it was like it's like hey bro you smell that man something smells dead knowing damn good and well is my dogs fucking <laughs> rotten out there and i was like damn you smell that man i think it's them little people or something and i had a had a had a stick and i threw it down the way and hear something down to you know come about 20 yards down and he's like oh shit he's like, what was that and i was like 
I don't know, man. You smell something? Like, bro, I swear I smell something dead, bro. I, sm- I smell something. And it was like, um, Logan had this little stick and he was you know, kind of fucking with him from the other side and touched his ear and he's like, ah, what the fuck, man? And we fucking cut that light and we booked it. We ran home, left him out there. And oh. fucking, I remember him calling, blowing my phone up and... Yeah, I think that really hurt our friendship for a while because he, <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was pretty pissed off about that. But I just, I remember things like that about him, man, that we used to fuck with him all the time. And we used to, just growing up the way we grew up, you know, just fucking with each other like that, telling old ghost stories. And I remember before we got on the podcast, he told me the story about that him, that panther, or panther story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, it, it's just reminds me of you know how we grew up and just you know stupid shit like that you know just laughing about just off the wall shit that a lot of people probably wouldn't even find funny they're like uh yeah all right i guess you know (laughs) (laughs) but yeah man it's just it's it's cool to have something like this where we can you know sit down and and talk and lose track of time man and just shit just be able to catch up yeah Yeah. man so yeah it's crazy how much like just time flies doing this mm-hmm. i mean it's i don't know man it's uh i don't know it's just it's really it's it's crazy how all this just kind of started going off like from the time i was too afraid to do it to mm-hmm. now it's like i want to do it man it's right. like fucking crazy and uh i remember hitting you up when, when i hit you up Shh, about a month ago was it a month ago yeah, something like that yeah, I was like, come on or something. And then you're like, I'll be down. But you had some shit go on. Because that was supposed to be the first of July. Mm-hmm. You had some shit go on. But, you know, all in good timing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what everybody says that comes on here. It's like, <laughs> you know, everything does, everything happens all in good timing. Right. So, like, I try to remember that, too. Like, everybody I talk to, man, it's like, they just always have, like, wisdom. Mm-hmm. And I just sit here and I, like, fucking listen like to what the hell they're saying right it's always like like i mean just like that like don't try to rush things don't force things just let them happen on its own mm-hmm. uh it was a daniel was like just stay in the river because it's nowhere it knows where it's going right you know yeah, just fucking, fucking <laughs> float down that river man don't try to force anything don't try to do anything because it's it knows where it's going man you just gotta fucking take it for what it is and right. just it'll lead you wherever it is and like fucking all them christian everybody's like you know speak things into existence mm-hmm. but also work for that shit right you know like hard work pays off and i mean it's just like like you're saying like you know anybody could do what we're doing right you know, it just takes you gotta put yourself into that position mm-hmm. like how bad do you want it? yeah like how bad do you want to do it because like People ask, some people ask, like, well, how do you start a podcast? So I do my fucking very best to explain how to do a podcast. Mm-hmm. And then. thought I heard somebody talking. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. Like, Steve, I thought I heard somebody back here talking. But um, I try to do my very best on, like, not try to scare them away with price. Right. And I try to just say, you know, I don't know it all, you know. Right. I, I learned from watching YouTube because mm-hmm. um, I didn't know how to do any of this stuff. Like, I, I learned how to do it all on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know who to ask. And so I was like, well, I got time. Pandemic's here. I ain't doing shit. Right. So I guess I'll, like, <laughs> just educate myself on what I need. And then, but 
you know, I, I did, I educated myself, but man, it was just with me. It's like back then, just from a year ago, like you're saying, I'm so different from a year ago because I was afraid to let my, put myself out there, become right. vulnerable. Um, it's just those things, man, like being vulnerable sucks, yeah. you know, but you have to look at like people that are like, that really are like doing like great things, successful things. Like they're vulnerable, right? you know, and, but they don't care. Like you could take what they're saying or you fucking hate it. But right. Like somebody, the, somebody's going to dig it. Exactly. Somebody's going to love it. That's somebody, exactly what I was yeah. going to say, bro. It's like whoever's listening to this now is probably, you know, there, there might be, you know, out of a hundred thousand people, there might be fucking every, every person, but one is going to say, man, dude, fucking stupid. He don't know what he's talking about. And this shit, sucks this this wasn't a good episode or whatever yeah yeah but one person one person might be like damn man that's what i needed to hear today this is exactly what i needed to hear exactly. this is this is uh you know i might contact that guy now you mm-hmm. know my because i'm going through some shit or i'm going through this or that or you know just he, he he's got the game that i need you know he's giving out free wisdom and whatever what, what have you but yeah man like you said being vulnerable and, and willing to put yourself out there Dude, I, I, we've reached out to, excuse me, probably about, I'd say about 400 and something tribes all across the U.S., and we've been turned down by probably 400 of them. You know, out of like 430-something tribes, we've been de- turned down by like 400 of them. Mm-hmm. And so those 30 that we've been working with, man, dude, that's all we need because even then that keeps my schedule full, and then you think about – you know, how many kids that, that we get to reach out to and, and work with, you know, I, I, I can't work with everybody, even if I wanted to, even if it was, you know, there, there's almost a thousand tribes throughout North America, you know, I can't work with all of them, you know, so I'm taking what I can get. And like you said, being vulnerable, letting them know that, that things like this, that, um, you know, we're, we're just ordinary people, you know, we're, we're nobody special. You know, at least that's the way that I look at it. You know, I, I'm I'm nobody, man. I'm just a kid from Pawnee, Oklahoma. You know, I I, I get to go out there and, and and work with kids and teach them what I know, and I I let them know that from the very jump is that hey, I don't know everything. I don't know everything there is to know about basketball, about business. I don't know everything there is to know. I can only teach you what I know, and you can use it, uh, you know, to supplement what you do. You know, I'm not trying to tell you this is the only way to do it because it's not. You know, there's people that are doing it better than I'm doing it right now. And, you know, I'm just trying to learn from them, learn what works, what works for me and, and everything else. You know, you just discard it. But, you know, man, you, you got a really dope thing going on right now, man, with the podcast. And it's only going to get bigger, you know, and it's just sticking to it and and giving people that platform to come on and talk and, and talk to shit. You know, <laughs> yeah. Just get on here and just tell their stories, man. And, and people... People like listening to that, you know, me personally, you know, I, I listen to podcasts, man. And I just, I, I don't, I don't like prefer, I don't prefer the ones that are structured question by question by question, man, just get in there and talk, man, get in there and, and just let things flow, let things come off the top. And then you're going to get genuine answers to things uh, where otherwise, if you have something completely scripted, they might say, well, oh, what I think people want to hear, what might be politically correct, you know, and then. That's just the world we live in. People want politically correctness, or they expect that. But I think a lot of people want what's raw and uncut, and and, and what uh, what's really on your mind at the end of the day. You know, uh, at least that's what I look for. I look for people that are genuine. Tell me what's really on your mind. You know, tell me what's really going on in your life. You know, because at the end of the day, that that's that's 
that's what I want to be. I want to be someone that's raw and uncut and that's that's completely out there. You know that they they know what you're gonna you know what you're gonna get when you you know either you know bring us in to do a camp or or you know just meeting us for the first time. You know that that's this is what you're gonna get. This is I'm not I'm not fake by any means. You know I don't I'm not one of them guys. I said oh I keep it 100 and I keep about 95 because I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. You know <laughs> keep about 95. But uh, yeah man just. Being genuine with people, man, this is this is super dope that we get to come on here and just talk bullshit. I know. And at the end of the day, that it just it is what it is. You know, maybe nobody listens to it, but at the end of the day, you know, me and you had this conversation, and this is what we get to share with one another, man. That's that's super cool, man. And you know, a lot of people don't get to experience that. Yeah, like a lot of a lot of people are like, uh, well, "How many listeners you got?" You know, and I used to look at it like constantly right like, I used to obsess about it and i'm like i don't know i was like, honestly i don't know like i don't check it like mm-hmm. the last time i checked which was in may it was like it said like close to three thousand subscribers mm-hmm. and like i don't but now like i don't fucking i don't check it like i don't care like <laughs> and then people ask like well how much you get paid for that like how much you get paid to do it and i'm like like i mean like people donate sometimes mm-hmm. like you know but that's just I don't, I'm not going to fucking beg around for it. Yeah, you know, like, I'm not looking. Yeah, it's nice to get paid for something you love to do. Right. But like I, like somebody told me, you know, like, all that will come mm-hmm. when the time is right. Right. Like, you'll be, I'll be primed and ready when that time comes. Like, right now, I'm just having fun, talking to people, getting their stories out there, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rather than money, this is opening, like, a lot more doors to a lot of things. And, hell, like, I've had, a uh, like, Wes Cunningham and YK and Riker on here. And, like, they're videographers, right? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of – I like doing videography work. So that's why I wanted to work with you. And so I was sitting here, and I was like, well, what the fuck is stopping me from doing that? Right, right, Like, you right, know, right. I, I went to school for it, but I didn't finish because I had a bill to pay off. But mm-hmm. I still knew the basics of how to run a camera, how to shoot it, what to what to do, basically. But right. I was telling somebody else, I was like, damn, dude, it's – what I've learned is so outdated. You know, <laughs> we, we learned Final Cut Pro, and that was back in 2009. Right now, everybody uses um, – Premiere Pro. Premiere Pro, yeah. So that's, I had to learn how to do that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's doable. You can learn it. I just went on YouTube and I started watching videos and just how to make, uh, just how to work it because it can be overwhelming when you open it. Right. There's all kind of things on it. It's like, shit. You yeah, know, just I need wanting to, to learn, I need honestly. To fucking learn it. So, and our cameras are so, dude, these cameras are so fucking badass. Right. I do plan on buying a camera when I get more money, but mm-hmm. right now this thing shooting 4K, 24 frames per second. It's crazy. It's it's doing its job, mm-hmm. and then you shoot 60 frames per second. I was talking about this with Wes, but 60 frames to slow it down and stuff like that to mm-hmm. manipulate it. And so, I mean, it's just reaching out to people, talking to them, and then the cool thing about them is they don't see competition. Right. Like you, like me, like, like, I don't give a fuck. I was talking to Adrian Chelopal and she was talking about being a comedian and how some people hated her stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, not necessarily hated it, but they said that they could possibly do better than her. <laughs> and her response was, well, do it. Yeah. Do it. Like what's stopping you? Right. Not being not like, she's not being like, 
you know, a hate or anything. Right. She's saying, you can do it too. Right. Like, you can be a comedian. Like, I'm not the only one. Like, you can do it too. Mm-hmm. And that's just like with me. Like, if people hate on my shit and it's like, well, start your podcast. Or like, I'll listen. I'll listen to it. Like, I'll listen to your podcast and like, fuck. Like, I'll support yours if you don't support <laughs> mine. Like, I'm not here to like, like, hate on anybody, compete mm-hmm. with anybody. Like, whatever you want to do, like, I'll support it, mm-hmm. you know. But, like, there's some people that I don't fuck with, right. obviously. Like, there's people <laughs> I don't fuck with. And and I remember, like, YK saying it, like, he said it, like, best, though. He said, like, there's people I don't fuck with, but uh, I do want them to eat, mm-hmm. just not with me. Not at my table. Not at a, not with us, you know. Yeah. You know, eat over there, you know, do what you want. Like, eat that bologna over there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, make a meal or whatever, but, you know, do your thing over there because right. I don't fuck with you. Exactly. So, you know, and people would always ask me too, you know, oh, have you seen so-and-so doing their camp? They got, you know, they got 200 kids. They got 250 kids. They got sponsored by Nike or they got this sponsorship. They know so-and-so or they got a certain professional ball player to come to theirs, you know. Mm-hmm. And, hey, man, that's good for them. You know, like I said, I can't I can't reach everybody as it is. So if we're in the, if we're in the same business and doing the same kind of work, there's, there shouldn't be any competition. We're, we have the same goal in mind. Yeah. You know, so for me, when people ask me, you know, how do I how do I start something like that? How do I do a camp? Or um, if 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 you would have asked me that, like, like I said, five years ago, I probably wouldn't have, I probably wouldn't have been honest with them. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have been like, yeah, no, this is how you do it. This is, you know, go get your business license. You know, go get your licensure, your your bonds, your insurance, and stuff like that, so that you can operate these kind of things. I wouldn't have probably told them that. You know, I wouldn't have been so straightforward with them. I would have just been like, oh, yeah, man, you know, you, you just got to talk to certain people. You know, not even really giving them sound advice. But then as I, as I, you know, grew up and matured over the years, you know, it's like, why why wouldn't I tell somebody? Why wouldn't I um, share that kind of information? Because, you know, I, I got information from other people. This wasn't all just a, a – this wasn't a brand-new idea for me. It wasn't exclusive to me. I watched other people do what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and I took pieces of what they're doing and what they're doing and made it my own. But at the end of the day, you know, when people ask me, man, I had 100 percent, I'll tell you what I'm doing. You know, I'll tell you what I'm doing, how to do it, where to go to. Um, you know, I, I had a had a friend of mine uh, play ball at OSU and he he asked me recently, he's like, hey, man, you know, um, if I get this camp stuff going, man, would you be willing to help me? You know, and I'm like, dude, of course. Why wouldn't I? You know, I I love doing this as a, as a hobby, mm-hmm. teaching kids and, and just being around basketball. You know, you don't even have to pay me. You know, it, it's not even about that. It's not about what I'm getting paid or what I'm doing or how many people know who I am, know my name or the recognition. It's not about any of that, man. Because at the end of the day, if I get to see that kid graduate, if I see that kid doing something that he loves doing long term, hey, my job's done. You know, my, my job is I did what I was supposed to do. And that's that's enough gratification for me. Now, like you said, yeah, it's good to you know get a paycheck every now and again out of it. But that's not what I started it for. I didn't start it to get to become a millionaire or to be the biggest name in basketball training or, or public speaking or whatever, man, I didn't, I didn't start it for that. I started it so I can help people. That was the basis of what I started doing. And so when people ask me, how do I do that, man, I give them all the free game I can give them, you know, and like you said, there's certain people I don't fuck with, you know, and there's certain people, but they, they, they already know that they already know that, Hey, you know, maybe I probably not going to go to him because, <laughs> He beat me up one time, but <laughs> uh, or we got into it one time, you know. But 
Yeah, man, I, I try to give as much free game as I can. You know, if they have questions about, you know, how to operate their business or how to, um, you know, even little shit like business cards, you know, just little things like that, man. You know, just giving out free game to people that that um, that truly deserve it, you know, that truly want to learn, you know, not, not to compete against you or anything like that. If they do, fine. Yeah. You know, yeah. let the best rise to the top. You know, I'm, I'm a competitor by nature. You know, I, I compete at every little thing. Uh, we we went bowling last night. My wife was whipping my ass, you know, and I'm I'm over there kind of mad because like, you know, I'm a competitor. My yeah. my wife's over there beating my ass in bowling by like 50 points, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm over here bowling, you know, throwing gutters and shit, and she's hitting strikes. I'm just like, I know I'm supposed to be happy for her. That's my wife. God damn, man, I want to whip her, man. I just want to <laughs> smoke everybody, you know. But you know, the competitor in me comes out a lot. But when it comes to things like that, man, there's no competition. There's no there's no competing against one guy or, the, or, or another woman or anything like that, man. Let, let's all come together and do right by, by those kids that need it or, or by those people that need it or the people that are listening now, the people that need to hear what we have to say. You know, not just me, but everybody else on this podcast, man. I, I've, I've listened to, to just about every one of them now, and it's just like, man, all these people have something that I needed to hear, every one of them. You know, even if it's, even some of it's cliche, it's like, damn, at that point in time, I needed to hear that. You know, so this is, like I said, this is super dope that we get to do this and, 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 and share that free game with one another, that we don't have to compete against one another. We get to come together and say, man, you know, let's work together. You know, when you asked me, I was like, hell yeah. I was kind of waiting for the day. I was like, man, I kind of hope Russ asked me. I don't want to be that guy. like, hey, man, can you put me on the podcast? I don't want to be that guy. But <laughs> I was like, if you ever ask me, man, it's a definite yes, man, because I was like, dude, hell yeah. I'd love to do that. I always wanted to do that and just to get the opportunity to come on and talking a fucking empty gym <laughs> where we're sitting in right now <laughs> it's dope man I, I i really fuck with it man and i you know I, I you're a cool ass dude man and we get to talk about this stupid shit all the time and yeah man you know I, and, you know my my uh while we're on the air you know i extend that invitation man to, to go with us on camps man so we can you know, go all these different places across the across the U.S. and 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 meet different people that maybe neither one of us really know, but we get to hear their stories and what they go through, man. That to me, that'd be freaking dope, dude. Just to see all these other people and 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 get their stories, man. What what what's what what makes them who they are, you know? And that's the cool thing, like I said about this podcast. You get this, you get to hear all people's stories, man, and and really find out who they are and how much they relate to you. And and to a lot of people's surprise, man, we're we're all more alike than you think you know we yeah. all struggle the same and go through a lot of the same things and you know we have different successes but a lot of our failures are the same yeah you know, and that's really cool to see that that just one little decision can point us in one direction or the other and so man it's really dope yeah yeah i love everybody that's on here has failed mm -hmm. you know but it hasn't stopped them you know it hasn't stopped them and then like with podcasts like you said, uh, you don't really like the scripted ones. Mm -hmm. There's 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 a few I, I do like. Shout out ripe to pit ripe. Uh, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the ripe uh, potatoes, you know. But they they have a really good show. Um, that's my boy James and Steve. But you know they talk about movies and then, but they talk about movies that Rotten Tomatoes got wrong. Oh really? So it's it's a really cool okay. podcast and uh, shout out to them man. They're doing their thing and you know I hope their shit. Well, their shit will get bigger, you know, and people. I'm, I'm, I'm check them out. I'm showing, I'm showing everybody their stuff, and you know, I tell them, you know, go listen to. It. If you like movies, man, like they'll talk about. They've got a lot of episodes, you know. I was on there. I was on there. Uh, 
in March, I believe, and we talked about the movie Haggard. But, you know, that's probably them, and there's another podcast. I forgot, though. They haven't really made a, any content here lately, but they're kind of, like, scripted, too. You know, they go by a segments and stuff like right, that. It's right, really cool. Right. But there's other ones that I don't like where, like, if, I, if, it, if it were just me and you here mm-hmm. and I had, like, a list of questions... You know, and I'm like, uh, well, we have to get through every one of them. See, Brandon, um, <laughs> and then we go through each one of them. And I tried to do that at first, you know, but by the time everything was said and done, I had, I had everything answered, right? You know, so now it's just kind of like I enjoy just the conversation, you know, and things will you'll get your story out there, you'll get whatever you need out there, right? And then you know, the uh, we'll just talk, like just talk about whatever, man, right? Right? And I mean, no pun intended, you know, people like to be flies on the wall. You know, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of flies here, people. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> they're all listening, they're all listening right now. But uh, but yeah, like uh, that's what I like about podcasts. Like I like to be like a fly on the wall. Mm-hmm. Like I like to listen to people's conversation, the way they think, what they what they know, what they've been through, uh, mm-hmm. just what they think about f- f- Fast Nine or whatever. You know, like what are their thoughts about that? <laughs> like, like I enjoy like people's opinions on things right. like, i just like that's what i enjoy you know and mm-hmm. i mean that's just like uh i mean when i first started this i was like damn what the fuck am i gonna do you know like started writing out questions and had these little shitty questions and it's all answered you know and then right. i was like man i'm just gonna you know not wing it at that time yeah wing it but you know as time goes on you know you start right. getting better with the flow of things and mm-hmm. you know, not not having a lot of dead air and you know keeping the convo going and just you know, having fun, yeah. just having fun and sharing laughs and just, you know, I found out some stuff I didn't know about you and you found out stuff you didn't know about me, you right. know, cause there's an age difference, you mm-hmm. know, I'm 33, you know, so, but now, you know, we come together in the past, yeah, about a couple of years. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's real dope and I have to think about your offer, you know, <laughs> but you know, once things start, you know, cause right now, you know, I do have some stuff coming up and, you know, maybe hopefully by the time you do your second go around, right. you know, I could, I could, I could probably go with you, man. Right. I'd love to film everything you do. I'd love to push out the content. I'd love to. And then I was talking about you filming Jalen. Yeah. Making, making content for him for whatever school he goes to and just pushing shit out there. Let's get him a blue check mark on his Instagram or whatever. Shit. I mean, let's, you know, like I'm willing to do that for him because. Like, I want people to see, like, your brother, like, do work. And man, if anybody man. out there, you know, like, if you got any ideas or anything, like, fuck, I'll, I'll help you out, you know, just hit me up. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, man, I would love to travel with you guys and do all that. Sure. And see the, see the country, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, like, meet different people from different tribes and all that, man. Like, mm-hmm. it'd be a, that'd be a really great opportunity, you know. And that's why I was asking you, like, well, when are you going to start? You know, you said... Maybe the first of September. September, yeah. You know, and then I have some stuff going on, so, but. Yeah, if we need to, and, you know, like I said, we plan for, we got, we already starting the planning process for next summer. Um, yeah, trying to go to, uh, you know, Canada, Alaska. You know, if anybody's listening up there, holler at us, you know, we're willing to, you know, travel anywhere around the world, honestly, you know, wherever there's a need for us we're willing to fill that gap however we can do it you know and and just things like that getting people's stories out there you know like i um i always tell people the story about uh, the first time i went out to hopi country out in middle arizona dude there's nothing out there for 
man, probably about a hundred mile square radius is nothing. But these people are so content and they're so happy with what they have. And there was people that lived in uh, like cement huts, man. And it was just, it was crazy because they didn't have electricity, no running water to this day. Now, mind you, this is, this was 2000, 2018 when I seen them wow. last one out there. Yeah. 2018 they still live like that but yet they're they're happy you know and i you know took a reverence to that that man you know i look at some of the things first world problems you know like damn man you know my i got a phone that runs slow or sucks you know it's not the newest phone but yet these people are out there without you know what i would consider um essential living conditions you know running water of course i Live in a house with the AC set at like fucking 64, so I gotta keep it cold in my house. And they're out in the middle of the desert in the middle of summertime or dead of winter, where you know those temperatures are extreme, and they're happy, you know. And just to be able to talk to people that, you know, and and listen to their stories and and you know maybe maybe get a glimpse of why they're happy to to you know live that lifestyle and um you know, just have an appreciation for the little things, you know, and I think that's the biggest takeaway that I got from them was that they appreciate everything. I'm talking even, even days that are, that are hot. They, they appreciate things like that. The, the weather changes, you know, the little things that come and go through their village and stuff. And, and they, they appreciate every single bit of it, man. And I'm just like, I, I, I want to be that way, you know, I just like you said, just getting to, to be a fly on the wall and listen to people and just listen to them talk and what they have to say. Everybody, everybody's got something to say, man. And, and the, you know, the crazy thing about about that is that we've all only got a certain window of time before nobody's going to stop. You know, everybody's going to stop listening. Nobody's going to want to hear what you have to say. So if you can get it out there, if you can talk to people, that's your window, man you know, get it out there. And, and that's why, you know, why I decided to come on. And, and uh, you know, I, I didn't have a plan to tell people about, you know, my my past with mental health or suicide or anything like that. I didn't have a plan to tell anybody about that. But, it, you know, just it, it flowed naturally, you know, and, and being able to let people know they're not alone and things like that, man, that, that's my platform. That's my moment. And that's when I, you know, I wanted to come on and say that, you know, tell people out there because I know there's somebody that's probably listening. That's probably going through that. Yeah. You know, I want to give them that hope, you know, even, even something just like this is a podcast. We may never get to talk to each other in person ever. We may never meet, but just them hearing my voice right now and um, being able to, you know, take that away and say, you know, yeah, I, I got to listen to that guy. You know, he, he had some good words or he didn't make sense with what he was saying. <laughs> I, I, I didn't give two shits about what he had to say or whatever. This guy sucks next, you know, whatever. <laughs> but just having that opportunity and, and people getting to hear my story, maybe they might not relate one bit and they just have a different perspective on life, just listening to us talk shit to each other. Or they may, you know, come to that realization that hey man you know that guy like we're so similar man we, we, we've got so much in common that you know I might go through what he's gonna that he went through or I'm going through what he's going through now and look where he's at you know and that's all that's all I want to get out there man I want to give people hope most importantly give people hope that that, that there's better days ahead and, and it's true man to me that's always my um I, I've always loved that notion that our best days are always ahead of us you know still ahead of us you know and um, but just to, to not take any day for granted, you know, um, we went through quite a bit this past uh, past month, man. You know, there was things that that went on and uh, close calls and close 
accidents and stuff that that had happened and um you know i was fortunate enough that that i didn't lose any close family members you know man you know like my brother and my my dad things that have happened and um you know just grateful because if that was to happen man i wouldn't know i don't know i wouldn't know what the hell to do without them guys you know or um you know having my son in my life now you know things like that that changed my perspective on life i don't want to take one day for granted anymore you know or not just to sit around and waste a day man there's so much for me to do out there so much opportunity that that we can go out there and, and just seize you know as you know cliche but seizing the day you know seizing every moment that we have man that that's uh, that's all I want to do. I want to let people know that they can do the same thing, you know, and coming on a podcast like this, you know, who you would have asked me even a year ago, you know, would you, do you ever see yourself on a podcast? Dude, no, because I wouldn't think anybody wanted to hear what the hell I have to say. I'm just some, some guy, you know, <laughs> I'm nobody special. You know, I'm not, I'm not a big NBA superstar or a, you know, a billionaire entrepreneur, man. I'm just some kid from Pawnee, you know, we grew up in the same town and we're, two guys you know doing what we love to do and and that right there i think i think would give a lot of people hope that hey man you know i what i like to do i can i can do it and and not be judged by doing so you know so whatever whatever it is you like to do man go get that shit done you know who if if not you then who you yeah. know why, why let somebody else enjoy doing what you love to do you know that was that was my notion too is that hey if it's not going to be me then who else is going to go out there and do it you know, I've got something to say. I've got a way to teach it that I think is unique to me, that I think I'm I'm unique from everybody else. Um, you know, and, and so the way that I do things, man, those kids might not ever hear what I even a, a a concept of what I have to say. But if I get that opportunity to tell them, man, I'm going to tell them just like I'm telling you, raw and uncut. Of course, I'll kind of clean up the language a little bit, but you know, be able to tell them and be honest and real with them, you know, and. Like just just listening to kids and what their stories are and what their dreams are, man. I was that same kid. I was that same kid that had, you know, I wanted to be a fucking NBA player. I wanted to be an astronaut at one point and uh, a doctor. Dude, you name it. I wanted to be it all. You know, I wanted to do everything. I, I just wanted to do everything, you know, as a young kid. And, uh, you know, fortunately for me, I guess the, the pro wrestling dream didn't pan out. Cause I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> Yeah, I didn't, looking back at it now, man, I barely rolled my ankle and fuck, I'm down for a, a month. <laughs> Let alone if I'm getting power bombed through something or Batista bombed. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> real quick before we end it, do you roll the same ankle every time, or do you roll both? Dude, can you roll both? I do. I can roll both. Just sitting here. I always roll my left one. Really, dude? No matter what, I never rolled my right one. Really? Yeah. I remember hearing your story about going down them steps. And that was the last time about. Four years ago, damn, took about six months to fully heal. Fuck, yeah, that hurt. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, 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 I could sit here in this chair and roll my ankle. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's that bad. Like my paper ankles, man. Yeah, fuck, I'll be, I'll just walk down the walk down the hallway and someone will say, Brandon, I'll turn around and oh, there goes my ankle. <laughs> fucking roll it. And, <laughs> I don't know if there's such thing as ankle oh, transplants, man. but man, damn, it, I'm gonna look into it. If man. I make enough money, I'm gonna get new ankles. So. People get hip replacements and shit. I need ankle replacements. We need new ankle. We need steel, steel ankles. ankles. Yeah, whatever yeah. they make out of the knee. We need those. Yeah, those shit. titanium. Steel ankles. That would be a good band name. So you're sixth grade if you want to jump in band. Steel ankles. That's us. Or a faction. WWE faction. Steel ankles. <laughs> steel joints. So that's us. Oh, fuck. 
Well, bro, thank you for coming on, man. We're going to have to definitely do this again. Yeah, my pleasure, man. Yeah. Definitely. You want to shout out your socials? Yeah, man. Uh, Instagram. Uh, you can follow the my business account. It's at BP Basketball. Uh, my, my personal handle is at Brandon Powell underscore five. Uh, yeah, just go give us a follow, man. Like I said, if you ever want to talk about anything, I'm I'm here. You know, I might not have all the answers, but I've got two big ears that can listen. So, um, yeah, holler at us, man. If you guys uh, are out there and, and, and think that we, we'd be a good fit, come on out, man. Hit us up. We're Like I said, we're more than willing to travel. We'll, we're, we'll do everything in our power to, to make it work. And, yeah, everybody go subscribe, man. Oki Podcast is the up-and-coming podcast and it's gonna be it's gonna be big time man you heard it you heard it from brandon everybody <laughs> but for real everybody go follow him <clears throat> hit him up you know if you're a tribe looking for a basketball camp man he's got some great I, i've been here I, I was here yesterday and he's got some great uh info on basketball and you know just teaching these kids how to how to make it you know and score and shit, just all the things he learned I mean, so much knowledge that he has in that career, you know, and he's given it to these to these kids, and you know, it, it's like very. It was very cool to see firsthand, you know, because I I've read about it and I see your pictures and everything, but it was really cool to kind of, even though I was filming, you know, and I had to fo- kind of focus on that, but and I'd catch myself like listening to you and just knowing your shit, man. Right. So that's always a good thing, man. Like you're not fake. You're not here to pay people like have people pay you up the ass like you know you really want these kids to fucking learn something and go out and fucking achieve what they want whether it be basketball or whatever man like you know it's it's real genuine and so you know i enjoyed being here you know filming you and shoot we're gonna film tomorrow anybody like tribal hit him up man he's great dude great person he'll work with you you know he'll he just wants to see these kids succeed you know people succeed whatever he wants everybody to succeed as do i so thanks man thanks for coming on mm-hmm. thanks for talking with me and getting to just kind of catch up you know mm-hmm. you know catch up and hearing your story and just fuck i learned a lot about you so and everybody go subscribe to Oki podcast it's on it's everywhere just i'd say google it and it'll pop up um instagram Oki podcast one word facebook is russell sun eagle add me up you need to talk as well just let me know i'm there you know i'm kind of getting busy now with dms so i'll get to it but yeah you know i'll do my best to apply or apply do my best to (laughs) do my best to reply to you and so yeah everybody we're gonna do this again i can't wait for the next episode with brandon powell and until next time everybody peace